Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Tokushikai Inside Look podcast. This episode is brought to you by our amazing patrons over at Patreon, who have generously donated as little as a cup of coffee to as much as the cost of a bowl of ramen per month. You can find episode videos for these interviews as well as deeper dives into other subject matters at patreon.com forward slash Tokushikai Canada. If you are enjoying this work, please consider supporting us. So let's, let's start then with、uh, just to introduce yourselves. You guys can take turns talking about like,、uh, generally who you are.、Um, and then we can get into how did you get started with、uh, EIDO. Okay. okay.、Um, hi, everyone.、Uh, my name is Marian Bartko, and、uh, this is、uh, Adriana Nadeva. Hi.、Uh, I think that I will start as, ver- as first. Uh, and uh, she will be my nice background. <laughs>、uh, I, have, I have been practicing、uh, martial arts、uh, for 41 years.、Uh, both we are living、uh, in Košice,、uh, it's the second、uh, biggest city in uh, Slovakia. Uh, and uh, as a child, I was、uh, very cheerful and、uh, lively. Uh, with many, many interests.、Uh, this is why I started uh, sport uh, when I was six.、Uh, first, it was、uh, for four years、uh, gymnastic, then table tennis,、uh, later three years、uh, athletics, and also I played、uh, football and hockey with my、uh, friends from school. Uh, on the beginning of the、uh, 80s,、uh, became, karate became a very popular sport in Slovakia. As I remember, we were about 120 people in the beginners group and、uh, in one dojo. And uh, uh, we had to practice uh, training uh, seven times per week. Uh, I have been practicing uh, karate uh, through my、uh, high school and also university. When I finished university, my job、uh, moved me、uh, to our capital city, where I met and practiced、uh, Kobudo. It was a new experience for me uh, to, uh, self, uh, de- uh, to make self defense with、uh, weapons. Uh, also, I did uh, examinations uh, in Tonfa, Sai, and、uh, Nunchaku Jutsu. And uh, during uh, one Kobudo Gashaku, I met a guy who practiced the、uh, Iaido. His embu was、uh, interesting for me. Uh, and uh, then I decided、uh, to start this Iaido. It was year 2005. And this year was a year of my、uh, many changes. I finished a job and、uh, came back to my hometown. I started to practice y a i d o with my friends. I finished Kobudo uh, and uh, uh, I wanted to、uh, continue in karate. This is why I visited the dojo of my friend, who is, in、uh, my opinion,、uh, the best teacher of karate in Slovakia. And、uh, in this dojo, I met Adriana for the first time.、Uh, already at that time,、uh, she was、uh, very quiet, 
looked very serious <laughs> and uh, hardly gave me a smile. I didn't speak with, um, with strangers and annoying guys. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's continue with my IDO. Uh, when I started the IDO, uh, we had in Slovakia only Muso Shindenryu, and our federation organized uh, two seminars yearly with Vic uh, um, Cook Sensei from uh, UK. Uh, he uh, had and always he, he has uh, students in Slovak Republic, Czech Republic, uh, Poland, and uh, Hungary. And all these guys came uh, for this seminar to Slovakia uh, and uh, also did uh, examinations there. Uh, when I passed my NICU, I asked him uh, to be his student. Uh, he gently explained me how it worked uh, and uh, advised me to find another teacher. This explanation was very, very nice, but I had uh, one problem. I didn't know uh, any other teacher, uh, but uh, you know. So actually, could you? What was the explanation? If you don't mind sharing, what was the explanation that he gave that you can't be his student? You had to look for someone else. Why was uh, that? Uh, yes, I, 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 I will come to this to this okay. history uh, because. Uh, uh, so, you know, something uh, uh, happens for some reason and uh, somebody can say, uh, unfortunately, but I have to say, fortunately, I didn't pass my NIDA. And it was my biggest turn point uh, in the IDO uh, because I decided uh, uh, took examination abroad. The first time I, I uh, left Slovakia, for for a seminar in uh, the Netherlands, and uh, it was really big shock for me because there met uh, there I met uh, uh, many idoka and uh, many teachers with uh, for me uh, high level techniques high level yaido very nice and uh, there uh, also I met uh, Patrick Demuik Sensei for the first time uh, and he led my group. Uh, from that time, since since uh, that time, I have to say uh, I was a really lucky boy because uh, every time when I met uh, Patrick Sensei on seminar, uh, I was in his group. Uh, it means I met him uh, very often. Uh, also, uh, Patrick Sensei started uh, to read uh, the Judo seminars in Hungary. And uh, we attended each seminar because it's uh, closely by car uh, from our hometown. Uh, I like his uh, Yaido explanation and enthusiasm uh, to teach. And uh, also there I saw for the first time Tami Aryu. But Embu uh, by, by Patrick Sensei was uh, really nice and amazed me. I think not only me, but also my students, isn't it? And uh, this is why I uh, asked him to be his student. That's short history how, how uh, I uh, found my teacher. Mm, thank but you. Little bit, little bit difficult. And uh, uh, my judo history is uh, 
another another story. It's a little bit uh, more funny uh, because uh, during practice, Yaido with my friends, my friends asked me to teach also Jodo. Problem was that uh, I didn't know what Jodo is. We hadn't uh, seminar uh, Jodo seminars in Slovakia, uh, but during one Christmas holiday, I read the uh, uh, Jodo book and watch a CD with basic techniques, uh, kihons and kata. And then I felt that I'm prepared to teach Jodo. It was a little bit uh, uh, hard uh, start for us uh, with Jodo. Uh, I think it's a very short description of my uh, Budo history. And now I think uh, should continue Adriana. There is one question, one yeah. question I want to ask you before we move on to Adriana. You said that you were doing karate in the 80s and then later on you started Iaido. I don't know for Slovakia, but for Canada, even during that time, it's still relatively new. Like martial arts is not well known. Um, if you practice and you tell your friends at school, they'll say, they'll laugh at you or think that you can beat people up. What was the reaction of your classmates or your colleagues when you were doing it? Did people understand what real like martial arts was and what Iaido was too later on? Uh, in with, with karate, it was easy because uh, I came to school uh, and my friends told me, we found karate. Shall we go? Yeah! Shall we go? <laughs> that was that was all. Also, karate was uh, really new in Slovakia. Started uh, on the end of 70s uh, and uh, mm, continue and be uh, very popular through 80s. Mm. Not not like uh, today. Today is not so popular because today we have lots of uh, martial arts uh, in Slovakia. Mm. And then Iaido, like we're using a real sword. Is that a a thing, a common thing, or is it an issue, or is it just a, just okay that you can bring one around in Slovakia? No, it's it's uh, no problem for uh, lots of people. It's very interesting when uh, I I speak with them that uh, I'm using Iaido uh, or Shinken for practice. Uh, it's uh, interesting, but it's, it's normal. Sometimes, <laughs> so once once when I I uh, went to the practice with my Yaito uh, in in uh, uh, cover, one uh, old guy asked me, "What do you have there, Kalashnikov?" <laughs> yeah, this this is uh, this is it's uh, it's not uh, as known as uh, karate, judo, or taekwondo in Slovakia. Yeah, isn't that a funny thing? Even in Toronto, sometimes the first thing people say when they see the bag is, is it a gun rather than is it a golf club or is it yes. a pool cue? It's usually a weapon. Yes, yes. That's funny. All right, Adriana, how, tell us a little bit about your beginnings. Okay, so um, practicing martial arts for so many years is for me very inspiring, isn't it? With my 25 years, I just feel like a little baby next to Marianne. <laughs> so um, my story um, won't be interesting because I'm not so much experienced and it will be quite boring because as Marianne said, I'm uh, 
very serious, very organized, and also very sarcastic person. And he's always very spontaneous, enthusiastic, and uh, try to be very funny all the time. And uh, <laughs> sometimes we are like yin and yang, black and white, day and night, and so, and with all these uh, completely different personal traits, we get along very well outside of the dojo, but in dojo, sometimes it's uh, it's an everyday fight, I think. <laughs> so, as I mentioned, I've been practicing martial arts for 25 years, but only 13 years uh, Yaido and 11 years Jodo. I started practicing Karate when I was 13 years old, and after two years, I think, we all joined different dojo with uh, very young and very handsome uh, teacher and somehow we fell in love with each other so my life got quite busy and intensive only high school trainings many competitions and of course relationship and then when i was 19 i was asked to take over the dojo because my teacher decided to go abroad due to his job so after a few months i had only children in dojo from six up to 12, 13 years old. And uh, sometimes I had uh, 50, 15 children, sometimes 30 children in Dojo. And I think I was uh, very lucky because uh, all children were uh, very cute, adorable, and uh, especially very disciplined. They were like little soldiers. They did everything what I said. So, uh, and also, when I was 19, I just started my study at university in the city I live now, which is uh, 70 kilometers from my hometown. So during uh, weekdays, I traveled three times a week to my hometown to teach. And twice a week, I practiced uh, karate here with uh, my teacher. And, on, uh, and uh, at weekends, I went with children for competitions. So I was quite busy. And also, I tried to study somehow. <laughs> I've been doing this for five years until I graduated. And uh, when I graduated, uh, my parents decided to give me a gift. They were actually so excited about that gift that they <laughs> gave it. To, to me before my graduation, before my final exam. And when I saw that gift on the table wrapped in nice paper, I knew that uh, it was a sword. I have no idea why they gave me such a gift because I have never mentioned anything about the swords, about samurais, Japan, Japanese culture, really nothing, just, just karate and that was all. And uh, that time, I think we were already dating, or Maria wanted to date. <laughs> but I had his telephone number, so I messaged him that I got the sword. And uh, he insisted me to take the sword, bring it to his dojo, and show it to him. So I came, and he just... Uh, I came to his dojo with my uh, new extravagant modern... <laughs> sword with red saya like Ferrari. So he just put it aside, gave me boken and uh, told me to practice. I don't know why, because I just came to show my sword, nothing else. So the time I was a good girl and I just couldn't say no. 
So I just grabbed the book and lifted my arms up and down, up and down for the rest of the training and just got stuck in this dojo. <laughs> so uh, this is how I started practicing Kyaido. When I graduated, I decided to settle down in the city I live now and uh, I found a job. But the problem was that uh, I worked only in the afternoons. So I couldn't attend any training, only um, Saturday morning training with Marian. But I knew that my uh, karate teacher um, was available in the morning. So I asked him if we could practice together. I found a place and uh, I had uh, private uh, trainings with him for more over one year, probably. So at big days, I had one practice with him and other days I just practiced on my own at home, one day karate, then yaido, karate yaido. And uh, after one year of practicing this way, Marianne decided to attend the European yaido championship in Switzerland. And he asked me if I could join him, that we could go on vacation. Yeah, he fooled me. <laughs> He said on vacation, and then he insisted me to attend at least the seminar at the championship. But somehow our federation registered me also for the competition. So I went to Switzerland. I lost my both matches and came home. But when I came home, I changed my attitude because uh, the first year practicing Kiaido, Actually, I didn't take it uh, very seriously. I just made it, I think, to make Marianne happy. But at the championship, I realized what uh, Yaido is and uh, I saw its beauty. So when I came back, I just continued practicing on my way, usually, most of the time. And uh, next year, I got my first medal at the European Championship. And then, incidentally, um, later I uh, started uh, also practicing judo. But uh, then I had to decide. I had to decide what I really would like to practice because you know there are people who practice uh, like five, seven, ten martial arts, and they are not good at any one and any. So I just didn't want to become one of them. So uh, I dropped karate and uh, started to started studying uh, yaido and jodo uh, seriously, or jodo and yaido. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, actually, yeah, jodo completely stole my heart. I saw that I stole your heart. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Um, yeah, you feel my heart with your love, you know. So, yeah, so this is my beginning, how I started with Yaido and Jodo later. Mm. Yeah, so th there's a, three questions that I have um, that I want to cover um, based on what you've told me so far. Um, I guess the shortest one, the quickest one would be, before you went to the European Yaido Championships, was there a Slovakian team before? Like, was there a national representative, and how is that? No, no. Uh, okay, uh, uh, we started in 2008, uh, participated uh, on uh, European Championships, uh, and uh, 
from from uh, from that time uh, from since uh, we regularly attended uh, at least one european championship uh, before we started uh, i have no information uh, if somebody uh, attended uh, european championship uh, during uh, during 12 years uh, we built up uh, not so big but uh, strong uh, national team slovak national team in yaido and judo and uh, also during 12 years there was uh, no interest or very low interest from another another people members of uh, federation uh, uh, join us maybe because we are a very small federation but uh, last uh, one or two years uh, finally some people uh, took opportunity and participate mm. what, what do you think was the hard part was convincing people to do competition or was it just the administrative work of gathering a group of people setting the time and then like booking flights and doing to traveling was it more of the traveling part that seems difficult or was it the competition part hmm. i think uh, my opinion is that uh, everybody uh, have comfort zone and uh, go to uh, compete it's uh, necessary to uh, leave this comfort zone and uh, uh, you have a stress and it's necessary to fight uh, with uh, your own your inside your brain and everything this is i think uh, lots of people uh, not compete uh, because don't uh, want to leave their comfort zone mm. Yeah, I find the same thing. Adriana, did you want to add something? Uh, there are people who who like Yaido, also Jodo, and uh, for them, just it's enough to go to dojo and practice. Sometimes just meet at seminars, and this is okay for them. Hmm. Uh, so the other question I had was, um, Adriana, when you're mentioning you had these kids that were very disciplined, like soldiers. Um, I'm always interested in in if that is developed through practicing the martial arts or is it also part of their the upbringing. So I I don't know Slovakia and that culture very much, but when I hear when I talk to someone like say from Serbia, they're a very kind of conflicting kind of country so everyone is always competing they want to be better. And then you have like some other countries that are all oh, okay, let's just be casual um whatever. So when they go to the dojo it's just playing around. What how would you compare like the dojo culture with how Slovakians are brought up um at home in the family like what kind of personality and level of discipline do you think there is yeah of course it depends on the family they they grew up and uh, uh children are used to uh, listen to authorities you know in family you have parents grandparents older siblings and then in school right you have they have to listen to to teachers so they are completely different than adults so they have no problem to listen to really to adults and uh, actually we were quite uh, a small dojo so i had really just like 20 30 uh, children 
split it into two groups for beginner one group beginners and the second more advanced and so i i had time really to manage them very well because sometimes when i went um, with them for competition and uh, many many coaches and also parents came to me and asked how it is possible that uh, my children were listening to me all day they didn't they weren't chasing each other in the building or somewhere they really they stood next to me i told them what to do what not to do and, uh, and yes yeah i i was lucky that i didn't have like 50 or 100 children in dojo that would be more difficult i think yes so and for one teacher up to 30 children is is okay right so it's kind of like Maryam was saying that when you started karate, there was a hundred something people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How did he even manage that? How... Uh, I, I don't know how it is possible because I was uh, only one member of this uh, 120 and it was only uh, uh, staying and uh, practice, not uh, moving uh, around dojo. Uh, it was a little bit difficult for uh, beginning, but uh, then uh, through one year, uh, we uh, lost about um, uh, 40 people. But uh, you can Im uh, imagine, imagine that uh, it was not only one dojo with 120 people. It was uh, in our hometown about five dojos. It means uh, that. That is so crazy. Half, half thousand uh, children uh, started with uh, karate. Wow. I can't even imagine that. <laughs> in okay. one year. In one yeah. year. <laughs> Was there like a movie that just came out recently at that time that just got so many people interested? Or uh, later, later on came a movie with Bruce Lee to Slovakia. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, came a little bit more uh, children's. Uh, even more. Okay, so before we move on to the, the experiences, I, there's one other thing that you brought up that I want to ask is, um, let's say you have a student that's coming up to you. You guys both had to make a decision on which martial art to focus on, Jodo, Iaido, and whatever. So if you had a student that came and did Karate, Iaido, and Jodo and say, I can only do one, how would you walk them through the thinking? What were you thinking about that made you choose one over another? When, when somebody uh, came to our dojo, uh, came with Aide, practice only Yaido or Jodo. Uh, but uh, during practice, uh, sometimes we, we uh, have comment that, uh, okay, Yaido is nice. But uh, if you practice only Aido, you have uh, no idea uh, where is uh, your opponent. And Jodo is very good uh, for this because uh, in Jodo you have opponent. Uh, and also opposite, uh, if somebody uh, came for Jodo only, uh, there is practice with uh, Jo and also uh, Tachi. And but uh, uh, for good cutting uh, in kata is necessary practice uh, also 
touchy side, not only jaw side. And uh, this is uh, why we uh, uh, we advise uh, also start uh, with uh, Yaido uh, to make some progress uh, in cutting some uh, special le lecture uh, lessons in uh, cutting. Um. So. Also, the, the other question was, if someone were to choose between, with the amount of time they have, karate or one of these weapon arts, how did you go through that decision? Like Adriana, you mentioned you had to decide, I'm going to drop karate to do this. What went on in your head? Was it, was it the technique? Was it the community? Was it what you were getting out of the art, the weapon? Like, what were you going on in your head to make that choice? It's a difficult question. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, somehow I just felt that uh, I would like to practice more Yaido and Jodo than uh, Karate. Even uh, I had really excellent teacher in Karate. And uh, I think it was a challenge because in Karate, I had really everything. I just came to Dojo and that was all. That was all. I didn't have to do anything just practice. But in uh, Yaido and uh, Jodo, Marian was, uh, Marian had no experience of the teaching of, of, and also techniques. So maybe this was kind of a challenge for me to start studying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was quite, <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> No, that, that, I think that explains a lot about how some people choose to do it because martial arts is not just a hobby where you go, you do it, and then you go home and it's all done. When, when you have a community, when you have leadership responsibility, when you have to discover new things, it feels more complete. So I think a lot of people have chosen one way or another because of that. Cool. Uh, so let's yeah, move but on. I still, yeah, I still have, yeah. Yeah, I still have karate in my mind. Uh, every day, actually, I think of karate. And sometimes I just practice at home on my own when I'm alone, just some kata. And um, I really remember everything. So it's not I dropped karate. Maybe I will go back when I retire one day <laughs> and we'll have more time. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I feel exactly the same way, except for me, it's not karate, it's... Uh, Basketball here. <laughs> I had to make a choice between <laughs> continuing continuing Yaido or just playing a lot. And for my reason was the similar to you. Like I was basketball, I just go play and I'm done. And Yaido, there's a lot more involvement. Also, I was getting injured a lot from just practicing, so I couldn't do do both. But I still I have these ball. I have it at home. I'll just like every so often do that. <laughs> Uh, so moving on, um, could you each talk about um, some of your most positive experiences so far in, in your Yado and Jodo practice? Uh, Mary Ann? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, so far, there was only one uh, difficult, the most difficult uh, challenge I had to take, which uh, later resulted in the most positive experience. And uh, when I was shot down, I started suffering um, from tennis elbow and it was quite serious and it had a big impact uh, also on my everyday life. 
So I decided to stop uh, practicing, actually not stop practicing, but uh, stop using uh, weapons during my practice. So uh, that time uh, we had training six times a week. So I came to Dojo and I practice uh, on my own every single training. And uh, actually only a few weeks uh, before I made this that decision, we had learned um, first time uh, the Koyukata, yeah, the Koyukata, the first 11 uh, kata. So I came to Dojo and uh, actually most of the time I just uh, did Koyukata. Um, I uh, created many special additional exercises for each kata, of course, without weapon, just to improve my footwork, my balance, my shisei, and so on. And then uh, uh, after one year of uh, this kind of practice, uh, we set my date for Nidan examination. But uh, and also I brought uh, I bought a new sword, a light one. And the problem was that uh, it had been delivered only 10 days before my examination. So I didn't have time to practice with it, to get used to it. Of course, I passed my Nidan in Yaido and one week later uh, Shodan in Jodo during the European Jodo Championship where we attended for the first time. I think I got some medal also, but these were only kind of side effects. The most positive experience came a few weeks later when we participated in Koryu uh, Yaido uh, Taikai in Poland. It was quite a big event with many participants and uh, many teachers from different schools. And uh, I went there with uh, no expectation because after one year of practicing without weapon, there was no expectation. <laughs> I didn't have any. and. Uh, in my category, there were 30 participants and uh, I won my division, actually. So, uh, and also I got many positive feedbacks on my choreo and it, and it made me very, very happy and proud. Also, because I was the only one who won the gold for our school. And it was a great pleasure to present Tamiya Kata in the final in front of all. So... After all, it turned out that uh, practicing only footwork for more than one year only, it wasn't a bad idea, right? <laughs> so, yeah, this is my the most positive experience. Uh, I can't even imagine having to go a full year without using the sword and you're still able to stay in the practice. Like, Yeah, it was difficult and uh, I was... Um, very often frustrated to watch others practicing pit swords and I just uh, practice footwork. Sometimes I did it quite um, more difficult for me, more challenging, because uh, I just applied what I learned in karate during my karate practice. So I just uh, applied it that time in my idol practice. So. That it was uh, also very difficult for me <laughs> because uh, uh, Adriana didn't practice with the sword, and I saw uh, that she she wants, but it is not possible because health is on the first uh, place, on the first health, and then practice. <clears throat> 
Mm-hmm. And I was very happy when she uh, got newsword, this light one, and uh, she started again uh, practice with the sword. Yeah, that that's great news. Uh, and uh, Marianne, do you have a story you want to share with us? In terms, uh, of- it was also my story what Adriana uh, <laughs> told. <laughs> because uh, we are both uh, at home uh, together and also in dojo. And uh, really, it was difficult here also for me. Yeah, I agree. It was very difficult for him. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I was frustrated. And... Yeah, I, I had to buy lots of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that, work, that works for my wife as well. Uh, so actually, I'm... If you're willing to share, I'm uh, similarly. My, me and my wife also met through martial arts through Iaido, actually, and then we both still do it. Um, do you want? Could you share a little bit about like how that? What we, what, what did you think initially um, when you met, and then how did that relationship develop over time, and how it changed over time? Because um, for us too, we were both just students, and that's all we had to care about. And then eventually, we had to take on more responsibility. Um, we've kind of gone, gone an agreement where when we have our own dojo, I, I'm pretty much leading it and she's just on the side. <laughs> she doesn't want to be co-leader in any way. How have you guys decided on your um, dojo arrangement? And uh, as, as I told in my introduction, uh, I started with uh, Yaido and Jodo uh, and uh, uh, started with our dojo. Uh, but uh, uh, through years, uh, I decided that uh, it's very difficult for me because also my job and uh, be leader for Yaido and uh, Jodo, it was very difficult. Uh, and uh, uh, then I spoke with Adriana and now she is uh, uh, the one uh, who teach uh, uh, Jodo in our dojo. And uh, I'm very proud of her because uh, all um, everything what we uh, what we achieved is uh, due to uh, her dedicate uh, dedication and commitment uh, to this uh, beautiful art. Uh, for example, um, uh, last uh, European Championship uh, we won uh, Team Taikai. Uh, and uh, all students, uh, all, all members of this uh, team was uh, not my students, but from my dojo, but students of Adriana. And uh, this is what, uh, how we, we uh, share our, our uh, dojo. I'm leader for, for uh, Yaido and uh, she's a leader and teacher for, for Jodo. But okay, sometimes uh, uh, she uh, she has a uh, uh, few notice to my Yaido and uh, sometimes I have a notice to her Jodo because it's uh, necessary to help each other because uh, we started from zero as I, as I uh, told and uh, there is only one possibility to help each other uh, to uh, growing our techniques and quality. Cooperate. Yeah, it seems uh, there's so many places these days too with Iaido still relatively new. And for you, Tamiya Ryu is not as common as Shinden and Jikiden. So 
Um, how have you been able to manage staying up to date and continue growing that part of the art? The Korean has a big uh, advantage that we are a couple, so we don't have to negotiate with our husbands or wives to go to seminar every weekend. So we just decide, let's go to this seminar or go there and we go. So it's very simple for us. Yes. <laughs> so we are lucky people. Um, so speaking of like, you have your cooperation, you have the two of you like on the same kind of wavelength and agreeing. Um, we also have a lot of support from other people. Um, one of the questions that I had was, do you have anyone that specifically has influenced you or impacted you, either a senior, someone that's above you as a sensei, some another person that's kind of on your level or a junior that uh, continues to motivate you and inspire you to in your practice? Um, yes, actually, for many years, my karate teacher was a kind of role model for me because I couldn't wish to have a better teacher because uh, uh, how my idol and judo look, look like now, it's uh, especially his hard work. And uh, in the idol and judo, uh, I didn't have anybody for a long time. When we started uh, participating in seminars in uh, Europe, we met many people with excellent Yaido and Jodo. I, uh, I was looking uh, at them and I was learning from them. But, and then, uh, but it was uh, all about uh, techniques only. And um, later, actually, I found someone uh, in Jodo and then uh, also in Yaido. And uh, I realized what I was missing a lot, as I am a very shy person and I don't speak with uh, people a lot. <laughs> so when they, when they both, of course, separately came to me because uh, I didn't have courage to go to them and speak with them, they both came to me. And from the very first moment, I, I felt very comfortable and they somehow just... Uh, Call me down, and actually, I could be myself. So they are very, um, very authentic and genuine. So when I uh, when I practice with my judo person, I uh, it's like practicing with myself. And when I see my judo person performing embo, I feel exactly this, the same when I do uh, I do embo on my own. So. They are full of uh, grace, charm, and courtesy. So when they started many years ago, they didn't have uh, like Nanadan or Godan, or any high-rank uh, teacher in their dojo in their countries. And uh, with self-discipline and perseverance, they reach great success. So uh, it gives me, I think, not only me, but also to many people around who are not privileged to have uh, hiring teacher in the dojo, it, uh, I think it gives us hope and uh, a big chance to reach the same success and to get uh, at least as good as they are, even much better, because uh, now we have more possibilities to, to learn from any great teacher around, right? Yes. So, yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could certainly, it, that resonates with me too, because um, 
initially being shy, like when, when there's a senior that comes to you and does that, and then as you get um, more senior yourself, you realize that, okay, I can look around and there's other people that were just like me. And then you try to do the same thing and you go up to them and say hi even. And that could be all it takes to, to bring them out. Um, so uh, Marianne, is there anyone that you want might want to mention that specifically has influence on, on or changed you in any way? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it's me, but okay. Yeah. Uh, Adriana, did you uh, did you want to mention the names of those two? Uh, no, I will. Um, I will keep it for myself. Okay. And so the next question, I think it was uh, highlighted for Marianne, which was, what was the best compliment uh, that you have received, or something that you were most proud of so far in your Budo journey? Uh, uh, before I, I told uh, some what I'm proud of, uh, but uh, really I have to say that uh, I'm proud of the very hard work of uh, each member of uh, my dojo and uh, what we have achieved together. Uh, for many years uh, we traveled uh, to the seminars to, to West Europe uh, especially for um, uh, Tamiya Koryo seminars. Traveling uh, for us, it means uh, sit to the car, driving 16 or more hours, then two or three days practice. Uh, when seminar uh, finish uh, Sunday afternoon, again sit to the car, driving all night, came home at six morning and then uh, immediately uh, to work. It was our hard work and uh, also practice, and this is what I'm proud of. And also, I'm proud uh, of what I what I uh, told uh, that we built up a good uh, Slovak national team in Jaido and Jodo. Uh, for example, last ten years, uh, continuously, some of uh, uh, my students won uh, medal in uh, European Championship, uh, sometimes one person, sometimes three persons, sometimes in Taikai. Uh, and uh, this is what I'm really proud of. I know that uh, it is not interesting uh, to win or lose Taikai, uh, but uh, competition uh, is like indicator that what we do is not so bad. And uh, when uh, I uh, look back through my last 16 years and I compare uh, it uh, with the, our current level, uh, this is uh, what I'm very proud of. And uh, compliments, uh, I received uh, many compliments of my students, uh, but uh, uh, I remember two very, very nice compliments. Uh, it is both from my uh, friend, uh, Thomas Kinzel from Czech Republic. Uh, uh, the first one is a little bit funny uh, because uh, we uh, visited for the first time uh, Polish uh, Yaido Championship and uh, we won, uh, uh, we won uh, Team Taikai. And then Thomas came to me, he was also referee, and told me, Marian, today you was better than Adriana. 
it was really compliment, but in that time I had uh, Sandan and Adriana Shodan. <laughs> and from that time, time uh, nobody told me uh, this compliment. It means uh, from uh, since since this uh, Taikai, Adriana is better than me. You're <laughs> not better than me. You are much better than me. Your <laughs> techniques are better. But you just miss the fighting spirit. <laughs> and uh, the second one is also from uh, Thomas. Uh, last year, he asked me uh, you know, to come uh, to Prague uh, as a second uh, the teacher for his uh, seminar. And also he asked me to bring uh, uh, Adriana uh, and if she could be uh, leader of a separate part of, uh, of this seminar. And uh, she uh, teach there uh, only girls, girls group in separate gym. Uh, I said uh, yes, uh, because I, I'd like to help him. But I was uh, afraid because I know uh, his uh, system of teaching and I know that sometimes uh, is uh, very, very strict during uh, practice. But finally, she uh, closed door and I till now I don't know what uh, happened uh, behind this door. But after a seminar, uh, Thomas uh, told me uh, and uh, uh, got me very nice uh, background. Uh, and uh, also this is, it was completely new for me because uh, uh, since this seminar, uh, it was only compliments of uh, techniques of my students uh, uh, and so on. And this compliment uh, was uh, very nice and uh, it was. I was really proud of this. Uh, of this. Uh, of this. Uh, what Adriana did there in this seminar. What What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> I just. Uh, it's a secret between uh, girls and me. I can't say it. Yeah. But uh, we just um, opened up three bottles of red wine and drank it. <laughs> <laughs> After. Oh, sorry, party. Should be. <laughs> so one thing you mentioned about uh, these long trips, these long drives, I know most of it is just tiring and um, pretty boring, but sometimes there are like events or there are special things that stick in our heads from these long journeys, these road trips. Is there anything that sticks in your mind that you look back and you're thinking, oh, that, those were good times in during those like 16 hour drives? Uh, I think it was it was a good time, uh, but uh, uh, really very hard. Sometimes uh, Adriana came directly from Naichi, sit to the car, uh, slept during uh, traveling, uh, and then she uh, wake up and asked me where we are, and I said in Czech. Okay, I can continue, uh, but. Uh, uh, Traveling uh, to seminar was not so difficult uh, because uh, sometimes uh, we uh, stopped in Prague uh, and visited uh, our friend, uh, slept there and uh, continue next day. But uh, way home was uh, really difficult. Uh, I was a primary driver uh, 
I was primary driver uh, and uh, sometimes uh, I thought that uh, uh, it is last time, it is last time what we did, uh, but uh, after two, three months, uh, we did again <laughs> the same. <clears throat> um, is there something that you normally like? Do you talk? Do you listen to the radio? Listen to people talk? Do you listen to music? What, what's kind of the most common thing that you have? Uh, actually, after the seminar, we talk to each other and just uh, go through the seminars, what we learn. We share our uh, inputs we got from our teachers. So we remember each other inputs and uh, yeah, we talk a lot about seminars. If we talk a lot, it means the seminar was very good. If uh, we are just uh, quietly sitting in the car, the seminar was <laughs> not very impressive of seminar. We haven't been uh, in the same group. It means uh, we had uh, lots of informations uh, from uh, uh, many teachers and uh, during the way home, minimum uh, first three or four hours, uh, we really uh, spoke about uh, this notice from uh, Sensei. Yeah. yeah, that was the way how we remember our inputs and advices so we could, we could apply it immediately next day in Georgia. Yes. Um, there's one question that I, I don't think I wrote there, but it's similar to what, what the other ones was. Um, if, if you had to split up your whole time in doing Yado and Jodo, like your whole whole history, um, into a before and an after. So there's like one point in time that is clearly a, a difference. For So for like regular people, it could be graduating from university, it could be getting married, it could be having their kid. Um, if you had to do that, I know, Adriana, you mentioned like the first Haikai, you changed your attitude, and Marianne, you mentioned failing your Nidan was also a change. Is there mm -hmm. another kind of major event that you would say... That was that was before me, and now this is a kind of a new life, a new experience. Uh, I think my second second point uh, was when I uh, became a student of of uh, Patrick Sensei, and uh, we uh, we uh, changed Ryuha and started with Tamiyaru. It was a really really nice point, and it uh, changed uh, my idol. Yeah, uh, I think my uh, kind of turning point was also when I went through the tennis elbow because uh, after that I just really tried to keep it uh, slow and completely heal my elbow. So I just started, uh, started practicing a little bit differently, um, especially my body, uh, which part of the body, back and uh, arms and muscles I should use when I do the saw, when I do cutting and this stuff. So I think I change this the way of practicing. Yeah. Cool, thank you. Um, so let's move on to the, the final, those rapid fire questions. I noticed that a few of them were highlighted. Um, I guess the, the first one is, and both of you can answer, like I know there's only one color there, but uh, do you have a quote or a proverb that you really like that you follow? Uh, yes, <laughs> I, I have a few because uh, I just can uh, remember them very easily. And my favorite one is uh, 
Good, better, best, never let it rest until your good is better and better is your best. So this is my favorite one. And uh, I don't think Marian has uh, any because sometimes he just don't remember the name of the kata. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but a few, few months ago, I read it aloud one for them, for him because I think uh, this one describes him very well, his situation. And it is uh, work hard in silence, let your success be your voice. Mm, so, typical of you. Of you, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really like that one. There, there's a recent version I heard from a, a professional basketball player that was something like, if you want to be better than uh, if you want to be better than millions, you need to work harder than anyone. No, wait. If you want to be better than, it's something like if you want to if you want to be great in public, then you have to work harder than everyone else in private. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the next question is, uh, do you have a comfort food, and what would that be? Beer, perhaps. <laughs> is beer food? <laughs> <laughs> if you can say like from is it like beer from your country beer from another country uh, just beer good beer yeah <clears throat> yeah uh, actually i i like eating uh, i'm a big eater and i love pasta especially spaghetti i'm a spaghetti girl and sometimes i eat more than mariam and uh, also i have a sweet tooth I I love um, all kind of sweets, especially chocolate, ice cream, cakes, so everything what is sweet. So yeah. So now many people asking how it is possible that I'm slim, even if I eat so much. And okay, I'm gonna share a secret with you. <laughs> so I practice a lot because then I can eat a lot. So yeah. So now I'm not sure if I like more eating or practicing. I have to figure out. <laughs> that will be your second. More, more practicing than eating. Yeah. <laughs> that will be your second proverb. Practice a lot so I can eat a lot. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, the next question is, if you can meet one sensei or practitioner that you've never met before and have a day-long conversation, regardless of language barrier, who might that be? If it is possible, uh, going back through the centuries, I would like to meet uh, Tamiya Hebe-sensei, uh, which is the founder of uh, our school. And uh, I would like to uh, see uh, his, his kata, and uh, how uh, change this kata uh, through centuries. You just can ask me, I can show it. <laughs> Everybody uh, says that uh, she is uh, so serious. No, no, she just uh, make a joke from everybody and everything. Uh, no, just, uh, I'm making fun of you all the time. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, one question that wasn't highlighted, but I always like to ask it is, if someone were to log into your YouTube account, uh, what would be what would people see? 
because YouTube recommends videos based on what you most commonly watch. If you watch a lot of cat videos, it'll just show more cat videos. For your YouTube accounts, what would people see? Okay, so uh, currently maybe some um, uh, music, I listen to music because uh, we just, we bought a stationary bicycle. So when uh, I practice uh, and I bike, I just listen to music, some uh, really, uh, some Latino or something, something speedy. <laughs> so maybe this one, or just uh, you know, little kittens to make my day better, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm using uh, YouTube uh, in uh, uh, my job uh, and I listen music and you can uh, find in my in my uh, computer uh, only Rammstein or ACDC because I uh, use it uh, when uh, during during I uh, prepare proposals uh, for my customer. Uh, this music uh, helped me uh, to uh, write uh, very quick on computer. Yeah, I need to take that advice too because I'm trying to write something right now. And I do find like the upper beat music, the ones really get you going. Um, and then before we wrap up, there was one more question is, um, and if you have an answer to this, is there a book, a movie, podcast, TV show, something that you're enjoying right now um, that you might want to recommend to, to people, something that's either entertaining or informative? Um, currently, I just uh, listen to your podcast, nothing else. <laughs> really. Yes, we, we can recommend your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I did not pay you to say that. <laughs> Okay, uh, so in closing, yeah, this has been a great conversation. Is there anything you want to share with our uh, audience, people that also listen to this podcast? Um, I, I hope uh, that uh, this situation, what we have now, will, will finish uh, soon and uh, we can meet each other again on some seminars, I hope on the end of the year or on uh, European championships on some taikas. Oh, yeah, next year, maybe. Uh, I think this year. I'm optimistic this year. Definitely next year. <laughs> we will see. We will see. So I hope everybody is doing very well, that everybody enjoyed the time with families and friends and have a lot of fun. All right. Thank you so much for, for this. Um, I'm so glad we were able to get both of you on at the same time. It's been a very fun uh, especially seeing Marianne doing faces behind your back while you're talking. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode because we have a lot more exciting conversations to share as we explore the world of the traditional Japanese martial arts. The Inside Look podcast is made possible by our patrons over at Patreon, so if you enjoy this work and want them to continue, please consider supporting us for as little as a cup of coffee. There are many more ways for us to work together by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at tokushikai.canada and subscribing to our monthly newsletter at subscribe.tokushikai.ca. Until next time, thanks for listening.